she's alive. Alive! And I'm Ellie. And you may or may not have heard a strangely uncomfortable boudoir ad before this episode aired. <laughs> I hope so. And if not, you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So Right. It's targeted to our Chicago listeners, mm-hmm. but we got our first advertiser. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. they <laughs> We were very offensive and not great show. I think they saw that our demo was like 90% women. Yeah, that's true. And they so. were like, and they're women who like horror, so they probably like getting into sexy clothes, which somehow coincides. It does kind of coincide. It's like, um... It's boudoir photography for those who don't hear the ad. Yeah. And, and it kind of sounds like a Lover's Lane commercial. It does. It does. But part of me is like... I'm in. I mean... <laughs> I might. I'm, I feel like we should... I feel like, you know what I feel... I feel like someone... Yeah, I feel like... Do you know what I feel like? I, do you know what I, like can <laughs> Shut you, up! Can I tell you how Shut I Shut up! So, I feel like someone who works there listens to the show. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And that's why they were like, you know where we should advertise? Let's get it in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you. Um, All right. So, how have you been? I've been good. Working a lot. I finished Game of Thrones. Just gonna get that right off the top of the show. Thank God. Game of Thrones is over, so I've got some other shit. Yeah! That's my biggest excitement. Woo! Um, how have you been? I've been good. I've been, like, sick after sick after sick. I feel like that just happens when, like, Chicago winter turns mm-hmm. to Chicago spring. Because oh, yeah. everything melts Gives and then flash. freezes and then melts yeah. and then freezes and I'm, like, super allergic to mold. Yeah. So, any kind of dampness. Dander. Um, speaking of spring, all the... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Today is, like, the first day we've seen the sun in quite some time. Yeah. It's the first... Wait, daylight savings time ended or it started? Nobody knows. I don't know. No One way. of those, but, like, we actually have sun today and it's warm and, like, people are just being nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for the guy who cut me off today and then flipped me off as if I did something wrong. But the Dickhead. point is... Men are the problem. Uh, um, no, I was going to say, it It truly doesn't matter, but the long and the short of it is, the snow finally melted in my backyard, so I saw all of the shit Sadie took this winter. Oh my god, that happened to us, except we have people who, like, care that live mm-hmm. above us, so I've been, like, chiseling it out of the ice. Well, we didn't see I mean, <laughs> And so I filled up three quarters of a regular sized trash bag full of shit. I put on dish gloves and said, here we go. Here we go. Let's do this. So, yeah, that's a real treat. Well, we made the mistake of using a garbage can a couple years ago and putting all of like the bagged poop like as she was pooping into the garbage can but then the garbage can froze and then it melted (gasps) and it turned our backyard into literal shit soup (laughs) a big old garbage can full of shit soup that's disgusting 
I know our landlord, like <laughs> our maintenance, yes. our maintenance man came and he was like, it tipped over and we had to leave. <laughs> uh, he was nice to me about it, but I guess yeah. he was mean to Chris about it. Well, makes sense. Like, yeah, I'm makes a little sense. more approachable, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shit happens. So. <laughs> So, what's our leading question today? I don't know why this came to me, and I have... Can I... Whoa. Can I just say that I have been carrying this team with the leading questions? Uh, you have, because it's only because, like, the first six months I did them, the first, and now the you... the first year you did. And now you have to do them forever. <laughs> you you did, like, the first year of leading. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah. What? So for new listeners, this is just how it is. Yeah, this is how it is. Um, my question is, what was your favorite childhood Halloween costume and why? Literally, was You're a poodle so cute. Sco- I was a poodle skirt girl for like four years in a row. Yeah. I think my favorite one was like a sky blue and it had a little leash and a dog. I know, they're so cute. And I had my cat eyeglasses and my neck scarf. Um, can I give you... So I never did scary costumes. I always did, like, cute costumes. I was the opposite. Yeah. But I told... I think we've talked about this. I was... Well, before we get into my favorite childhood costume, I need to... And this was totally unplanned, ladies and gentlemen. I need to give you, and our listeners here... A confession oh God, of when I go. was in third grade. Uh-oh. And it still haunts me, and I have to tell someone. <laughs> but in... <laughs> this is more like... I don't even know what it is. Ominous music. I just went because he said haunting. That's true. In third grade, there was a girl, and I'm not going to say her name, but she came to school with, like, a beautiful, brand-new poodle skirt for Sock Hop Day. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so mad that she had a brand-new poodle skirt and was so happy and looked so cute. Did you shit at it? And my mom couldn't make me one or buy me one, so I had to borrow from my neighbors. Yeah. That outside at recess, I kicked mud all over her brand-new poodle skirt. You're such a dick. And I remember doing that, and I remember feeling so horrible about it, because she was crying, and I remember feeling so awful about myself, and I lied. I said I didn't do it. You're a monster! I'm a monster, but I remember, like, looking back as an adult, especially as an educator now, it's like... How badly did I have to be hurting inside? I mean, in my little third-year-old, like, third-grade brain where I'm like, everything's terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, how badly was I hurting to have to ruin her perfect poodle skirt? But it was her skirt. Let's not, let's not blur who the victim was here, Elle. No, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, how mean did I have to be? To fucking do that to someone. That Isn't is, that so mean? And I've never look, admitted that to anyone. And this is who I am. Purtle, poodle skirt ruiner. Poodle skirt ruiner. 
I think I'm putting it on a bumper sticker. I, I have talked about it in therapy. I'm like, is that who I am? Am I evil? Am I a saboteur? Am I fucking, like, what? what the, what's, what's the word? Saboteur? A saboteur? And my therapist <laughs> is like, no, dude, you were just a dickhead seven-year-old. And I was like, hey. yeah. Speaking so, of dickhead. If you're listening, Madeline, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Said we weren't going to say her name, but whatever. That's her name. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, favorite <laughs> costume. <laughs> what's yours? Um. I was an alien for four years in a row. That's right. That's yeah. right. So while I was a poodle skirt girl... You were an alien. I was an alien. And I was a vampire. My alien costume was not like a cute alien costume. It was a glitter brown cloak that covered from my neck down with like my arms. There was no even anywhere for my arms to come out. They were just down. You just had a cape? I just had a cape. And uh, an a-, a plastic a alien mask. I remember. I've seen the pictures yep. of the mask. Oh my God. It's and a stereo, like a tall gray mask. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, my parents were like, do you want, no, no. This is what I want to be. This is what I want to be. And it was also, be, I had, like, I was convinced that aliens were landing in my backyard at the time. I remember so. you were having that recurring dream. Yeah. So that was kind of, I'm a poodle skirt ruiner and I believe in aliens. Hi, I'm Why a. is it so hard to say poodle skirt? Poodle skirt ruiner is even harder. How about this today? Yeah, dude. So I had a Jesus moment. <laughs> On my This is already just off the rails <laughs> in every capacity. On my burrito bag, if you follow me on Instagram, here, I'll take a picture and I'll put it on our Instagram yeah. when this goes up. But Bob Ross showed up on my fucking burrito. It really does You know look what's like upsetting? Hmm. Is Bob Ross is dead. Yeah, well, that's sad. But yeah. I was literally, so I got both a quesadilla and a burrito from, from Quesadilla La Reina del Sur. Oh, my God. The best I'm, vegan oh, the best. Mexican food in the city, which just so happens to be down the street from me. It's mm-hmm. dangerous. So I got their mega burrito and the mega quesadilla because I was really hungry. Their burritos are so good. I know. And so I... What like, kind of meat do you get in yours? I do veggie. Oh, you do veggie? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a soy person. See, I love, they have, they're the only, like, they have good, ma- they're the only mock meat. meat that I'm, yeah. like, into. It's really good. But, so, I, like, took out part of the quesadilla and was, like, eating it while I was walking, which is why. <laughs> Their the, quesadillas are massive. The grease got all over the bag, and I looked down, and I was like, oh, my God. It's Bob Ross. It's Bob Ross. And you had a come to Bob Ross moment. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of uncanny. It is. It's actually quite frightening. I know. I looked at it. I was like, oh, good lord. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> oh, oh, good lord. Someone, someone commented and said they're interchangeable. That's true. <laughs> Jesus and Bob Ross. I mean, I mean just either you, way. You know, give Jesus a perm and you got Bob Ross. That's very accurate. Then someone just responded, why not both? <laughs> so we're all on the same we page here. We are all on the same page. I like that. All right. So what are we covering this week, Al? Vampires! Vampires. Yay! I want to suck your blood. Um, so, but we're gonna do kind of a twist on it. We're not gonna do folklore, folklore vampires. We're gonna do real life vampires. People who thought that drinking blood would give them superpowers. (laughs) Did it? No. We don't know. No. Okay. So I'm going to start. Okay. I feel like a lot of our listeners will have heard of this man before. He Mm -hmm. has been widely covered on the (gasps) podcast. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Do any of our listeners listen to Sword and Scale? They, they, his, his episode was good. No, 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 no. What he just put out the other night. No, and you posted about it and I didn't get a chance. He is like, I'm here to tell you that Sword and Scale is no longer going to exist because Aaron Mankey from fucking Lore and Robbie Chowdhury, who was Adnan Syed's cousin who does yeah, his podcast uh-huh. now, they like started a crusade against him because Mike Boudet is like a fucking pervert. Like, it's, like, known. So they, like, did a wide boycott against his show because his show is so grip. Like... It is. Like... There's certain... I I can't... There were a couple episodes where I, like, felt sick for, like, a couple days. And I'm glad that you listened to them before me. Yeah, and warned you. Speaking of graphic... one. Yeah. When we talk about what we watched this week. Yeah. No, so he was... It was essentially just, like, a 10-minute rant. The thing about Sword and Scale is, like, some of them you're like, damn, this was a really good episode, and some of them you're like, that's so inappropriate. Over the top. Why would yeah. you do that? The, what really fucked me up was, like, two New Year's ago, his New Year's episode was people's 911 calls of them getting murdered while on I w- the phone. I wouldn't, wa- I wouldn't listen to it. Murdered while on the phone yeah. with dispatch. And, they, and, he, and played, he played yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, no. He's usually pretty, like, PC when it comes to talking about, like... Yeah, not in real life. And, well, is... I... I'm... T- there's not... There's not a single thing anyone could do that would shock... No. ...me anymore. No. Okay. Where Speaking of monsters... Oh, it's gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can cut all this, but... So it's gone? Oh, no. Then he released a new episode. So I'm very confused. Hmm. But he, like, straight up called out Aaron Mankey and Robbie Chowdhury and were like, these two people have had a vendetta against me. Shit. And they got my advertisers to pull. So he's, like, podcast pulling out drama. Of, I know. That's what I was saying. I was saying podcast drama. Damn. Anyway. I'm glad we don't have any podcasting enemies. I'm, okay, so. Back to our podcast. Back to our podcast. Um... um I am covering the real-life vampire, acid-fried Richard Chase. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely the most... um, He's like... I would say he's like the Ted Bundy of vampires. He is the Jeffrey Dahmer of vampires. Um, Can we have a second for the fact that, like... Without going too far into the history of vampires, because, like, what the fuck ever, but, like... (laughs) Did you know, like, the actual origins of vampires? It's like a zombie situation. Explain. So, like, the original vampires were said to come back from the dead. Yeah. And arise as vampires. But as history has gone on, it's more... No, you die, and then you come back to life as a vampire. Or you could be, like, near death and be bitten and turned. No, but you die in that process. You do? Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, Richard Trenton Chase, born May 23rd, my husband's birthday, Ugh. Uh, 1950, 
uh, was an American serial killer who killed six people in the span of a month in Sacramento. I don't know why I thought he killed more people than that, but that's still really fucked up. He fucked with a lot of people. Like, he, like, touched a lot of people's lives in a very weird way. He's called the Vampire of Sacramento, right? That's exactly what I was just gonna say. Okay, okay. He was nicknamed the Vampire of Sacramento because he drank his victim's blood and cannibalized their remains. No. He also drank the blood of several of his family pets. Good. Yeah. Good. So um, good. <laughs> just right at the top. Sorry about it. Yeah. This is going to be a violent episode. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of blood. Yeah. It's And not- I'm on my period. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go camping now. Save that evil laugh that I just did and just insert it wherever you want while editing. <laughs> Okay, so early life. Chase was a native of Santa Clara, California. Ooh. Almost like a Santa Clarita situation. Yeah. Like the zombie. You watched that. Unpopular don't you? opinion. I loved it. Um, I know a lot of people who like that show. People are like, it was terrible. It's but so cheesy, it's, but you have to it's like that. It's cheeky. And sh- like, and it's a quirky. It's quirky. And Drew Barrymore's a quirky girl. So. Oh, I love her. Yeah, me too. Yeah, okay. So he was abused by his parents, unfortunately. And by the age of 10, he exhibited evidence of all three parts of the McDonald triad, which are bedwetting, arson, and animal cruelty. Yeah. Um, Which is seen by some as possible indicators of future violent tendencies. By some as possible. By all. Yeah, by most. You And the only thing, like, missing here is a head injury, which I'm sure he probably had. Somewhere in there. But also, like... Just real quick, I get very frustrated when, like, yes, I think it's really important to understand the history of psychopaths. And, like, when people become serial killers and they become psychopaths, you know, it's important to look at their history and it's important to look at their childhoods. But it's also, like, there's so many fucking kids that have horrific childhoods that don't end up. We've talked about this. I know. Yeah. And so I just think it's really important to know. <clears throat> anytime I talk about stuff like this with people, I think it's... it's and again, uh, as an educator, it's important to know that just because a child is abused doesn't mean they're going to end up a psychopath. Just because a kid is, you know, touched and molested as a child doesn't mean they're going to end up a child molester. But it also doesn't mean they're not. So get everyone into therapy. That was my next point. <laughs> Just get them all into therapy. push everyone you see into therapy. I was talking to my friend Kate about how everyone should be assigned a therapist at birth. So, in his adolescence, he is said to be a heavy drug user. Mm -hmm. This is going to freak you out because he did a lot of acid. I'm scared of acid. Ellie's super scared of acid. Oh, speaking of... I don't, I don't think so. Do you want to do some acid? Speaking of our problems, Chase developed hypochondria as he matured. Hmm. Hi-oh. Both have that. He often complained that his heart would occasionally stop beating. Oh, dang. Or that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. Oh, buddy. He would hold oranges on his head, believing vitamin C would be absorbed by his brain. 
Okay. Via diffusion. Okay. Chase also believed that his cranial bones had become separated and they were moving around, so he shaved his head to be able to watch this activity. Yeah. He did this because he thought he was sick. Right. right. Yeah. Which he was, just in a very different way. Right. After leaving his mother's house, believing that she was attempting to poison him, Chase rented an apartment with friends. Oh, he had friends. Okay. Well, good for him. <laughs> Chase's roommates complained that he was constantly high on alcohol and marijuana and LSD. Pot pills. Chase would also walk around the apartment nude, even in front of company. Okay. Chase's roommates demanded that he moved out, and when he refused, the roommates moved out instead. I mean, we've all had a naked roommate. I've had a naked roommate. Have you had a naked roommate? Mm, not totally naked. Once alone in the apartment, Chase began to capture, kill, and disembowel various animals, Ooh. which he would devour raw, <gasps> sometimes mixing the raw organs with Coca-Cola in a blender. Like a smoothie. Delicious. <laughs> Chase believed that by ingesting the creatures, he was preventing his heart from shrinking. Okay. So, okay, so I mean, he's not the first person to like think that like eating certain things or, or killing blood someone or, will give you their life mm-hmm, or something. Yeah. That, so that's what he thinks. So, institutionalization. Chase spent a brief time in a psychiatric ward in 1973. Mm-hmm. Also, in 1976, he was involuntarily committed to a mental institution upon being taken to a hospital after injecting rabbit's blood into his veins. So, like, he thought he had... Initially, he thought he had blood poisoning, Mm -hmm. so he was injecting this animal's blood to clear his blood, which gave him blood poisoning. Right. So he thought he was giving himself a blood transfusion. Exactly. Um, so the staff nicknamed him Dracula because of his blood fixation. Real original. Let's do some Nosferatu, huh? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. How about Bram? Brahms! Brahms! (laughs) (sighs) I miss him. I miss Brahms. I think about him. He'll be out soon. It's it's already March. It's almost Halloween season. That's true. We're getting there. (laughs) You know, it's... Oh, there's my evil laugh for the episode. Jesus. <laughs> Halloween. You know our Halloween starts August 1st. Yeah, that's... Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm so excited. <laughs> now, I think that we've had, like, sunshine for one day that I'm like, just we're like, jacked. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Okay. One of us. Nah. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> Moving on. Um, he broke the necks of two birds he caught through the institution windows. Shit. And drank their blood. He also extracted blood from the therapy dogs with stolen syringes. Oh, shit. Yeah, so those dogs that come in for, like, therapy. To feel to, better. Yeah, he drank their blood. Well, I mean, he, he, he was... Convinced that it was helping him. Right. Well, so this says he was promptly diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Right, yeah. After undergoing a battery of treatments involving psychotropic drugs, Chase was deemed no longer a danger to society. And later, in 1976, he was released into his mother's custody. Oh, good. Good. 
Chase's mother weaned him off his medication. Of course she did. And got him his own apartment. He initially shared the apartment with his roommates before all of them moved out. I am so stressed (laughs) out. I am so stressed out right now. Thus leaving Chase on his own once again. You cannot take someone who has schizophrenia off their medication. Ever. 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 That's where, that's why people with schizophrenia get such a bad reputation. Because they think they're better, and so they stop. Exactly. And that's not how it works. Because people with schizophrenia can lead a very, very productive, happy life. Later, investigation uncovered that in mid-1977, Chase was stopped and arrested on a reservation in the Pyramid Lake, Nevada area. Hmm. His body was smeared with blood, and a bucket of blood was found at his truck, but the blood was determined to be cow's blood, so no charges were filed. Okay. Like, imagine the poor people that stumbled upon this yeah. man, and were like, what the fuck? He's just and they like, call the police, I need and he's it. like, ah! <laughs> he's standing naked in the mountains, like, covered in blood. Just shaking it out. That's your favorite move. It is. Ellie does the shimmy with her boobs and not her shoulders. (laughs) Every time. Okay, so now we're getting to the murder spree. Murder. Murder. On December 29th, 1977, Chase killed his first known victim in a drive-by shooting. Hmm. The victim, Ambrose Griffin, was a 51-year-old engineer and father of two. Oh, God. He attempted to enter the home of a woman two weeks later, but because her doors were locked, he walked away. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Chase later told detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah, I would say so. So he's a smart man. But... Unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside. That's kind of like the vampire thing. You have yeah. to be invited in. Mm-hmm. So he took the unlocked door as an invitation. <sighs> That's why I never fucking leave my doors unlocked. No. Ever. Oh my god. I I don't even like to leave my doors unlocked when I'm home. No. Never. 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 Except the one time that I did need to break into my house, my window just happened to be unlocked, and I was like, "Fuck." I mean, good, but fuck. But also. He was once caught and chased off by a couple returning home as he pilfered their belongings. He had also urinated and defecated on their infant's bed and clothing. You, there was a very clear purpose to his actions. He thought that blood was going to fix him. What did that do? Pissing and shitting on a baby stuff? Nothing. 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 You're done. Okay, so on January 23rd, 1978, Chase broke into a house and shot Teresa Wallen, three months pregnant at the time. Oh my god. Three times. And then... Where did this motherfucker get the gun? It is America. Go ahead. And then he had sex with her corpse. No. While stabbing her several times with a butcher's knife. No. He then removed her organs, cut off one of her nips, and drank her blood. No, I hate it. No. See, when things like this happen, I just pretend it's not real. So, on January 27th, Chase entered the home of 38-year-old Marilyn Murrell. Four four days later, shit. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, this is like the spree, the berserker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He encountered her friend, Danny Meredith, whom he shot with his twenty-two handgun, then took Meredith's wallet and car keys. He then fatally shot Evelyn, her six-year-old son, Jason, and her 22-month-old nephew, David Ferreira, before mutilating Maroth and engaging in necrophilia and cannibalism with her corpse. Whatever's going on in his world is not... Mm-hmm. happening right. in ours. Very um, different than, like, yeah, the yeah, ones who... Ted lie. Bundy yeah. or uh, Edmund Kemper. Mm-hmm. Um, so a visitor's knock on the door startled Chase, who fled in Meredith's car, taking Ferreira's body with him. So that's the nephew, mm-hmm. the baby. The visitor alerted a neighbor who called the police. They discovered that Chase had left perfect hand and shoe imprints in Meredith's Meryl's blood. Oh my god. Chase was arrested shortly afterwards because he had a police record. Yeah. So his fingerprints were in the system already. Police who searched Chase's apartment found that the walls, floor, ceiling, refrigerator, and all of Chase's eating and drinking utensils were soaked in blood. Jesus. Just literally a life covered in blood. In 1979, Chase stood trial on six counts of murder. In order to avoid the death penalty... He offered into a plea deal. Yeah. Is that, the is defense, that right? The defense tried... No more plea deals! The defense tried to have him found guilty of second-degree murder, which would result in a life sentence. Their case hinged on Chase's history of mental illness Ugh. and the suggestion that his crimes were not premeditated. But they weren't. They and weren't. He was. They were, yeah. You know, uh, but on May 8th, the jury found Chase guilty of six counts, counts of first degree murder mm. and rejecting the argument that he was not guilty by reason of insanity and sentenced him to die via the gas chamber. Shit. Mm hmm. His fellow inmates, aware of the extremely violent nature of Chase's crimes, feared him, according to p- prison officials, mm. and often tried to permi- they tried to persuade him to kill himself. So, Chase granted a series of interviews to Robert Ressler, during which he spoke of his fears of Nazis and UFOs, okay. claiming that although he had killed, it was not his fault. He had been forced to kill to keep himself alive, which he believed any person would do. He asked Wrestler to give him access to a radar gun with which he could apprehend the Nazi UFOs. So they weren't just Nazis and UFOs, they were Nazi UFOs. So that the Nazis could stand trial for the murders that he was on the hook for. Oh my god. He also handed Wrestler a large amount of macaroni and cheese, which he had been hoarding in his pants pockets. Believing that the prison officials were in league with the Nazis attempting to kill him with poison food. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. At what point. To... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing him taking a giant. He's, he's, like, he's like, here, <laughs> test this. Test this for poison. It's so, I mean, it's so sad. He's obviously very, very ill. He's out of his mind. And this is one of those things where, like, yeah, he was crazy, but it might be best to put him down. It might be best to put him down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, But at at what point do we hold the people who let him out responsible? So, on December 26, 1980, Chase was found in his cell, not breathing, 
An autopsy had found that he had committed suicide with an overdose of prescribed antidepressants mm. that he had saved over several weeks. Oh, okay. And that is the story of Richard Chase, the Dracula killer slash vampire of Sacramento. I, to go into a deeper dive of this, like, listen to the last podcast on the left mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. They really go into, like, how he did so much acid and would, like, talk to people about how he needed to drink this blood to stay alive and, you know, how he, like, freaked a whole bunch of people out. And, well, he like, believed it. Well, yeah. He's you know? crazy. Anyway. That was Richard Chase. That's... <sighs> See, when we do these, like, once a month true crimey kind of episodes, I just, like, start to panic. Like, I was just, like, I was getting, like, this exists I was in getting our world. so stressed out when you were talking about his, just the escalation. And it's, like, we don't even go that deep into it, and I just get so stressed out. I, like, start to, like, clench because that's why we can only do these, like, once a month. Because mm-hmm. I, like, I could, like, I have such respect for the people that do true crime podcasts because I just. It's too much. It's, I can't. I need some, I need, like, some whimsical. Well, we need our horror, like, we need a fucking demon doll that comes back to life. Yes, exactly. I need people. stuff that's, like... Not true. Not true, but still scary and yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this stuff is, like, the that's why it's true crime. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> like, I listen to the podcast, but only, like, once a week. Because then I can't handle it. So, speaking of not being able to handle things... <laughs> Here we go. We are going to, and by we, I mean me, a person that I'm going to do is another quote-unquote real vampire, Um, and Ah! this person is called the Vampire Cult Killer, and his name is Rod Farrell. Okay. So... Like Farrell Dog? Like Farrell Dog. Pharrell. Williams. Williams. (laughs) Because I'm happy. We need that right now. (laughs) Because this shit is about to get not fun. So... Roderick Rod Farrell, he, I don't want to, like, read too much about the the beginnings, but basically he was um, a teenager when this kind of started happening. He thought that he was a 500-year-old vampire. What? Yeah. When was he born? I will tell you. He was born on March 28th, 1980. Oh, damn. Yeah, so he's only 38. He's eight years older than me. Um... He, <laughs> you're thirty. I'm fucking thirty, dude. Um, he formed his own gang, and it was a gang of teenagers. Like, it was just a bunch of like gothic like the teen- warriors. Yeah, like a bunch of gothic teenagers who needed something. He became somewhat of like kind of like a cult leader, if you will, but like on a very like a Damien Eccles. Yes, yes, but like on a very Except small scale. Innocent. Except. This, Damien was going to say, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were in, I just, I'm going to give you three guesses for the state that this happened in. It's not Florida. Virginia. Good guess, but no. Um, Tennessee. Closer. Kentucky. Kentucky! Yeah! Yeah! Those are the three guesses. It's always Kentucky, Tennessee, or Florida. Virginia! Virginia has a lot, too, though. Yeah. It does. So they were from Murray, Kentucky, and they formed this group called, they called themselves the Vampire Clan. <laughs> Lame. Let's... Okay. So they all had access to Hot Topic. They very much did. Um, And um, all of this, all of this that we're going to talk about happened in 1998. 
Oh, damn. Yeah. So he was, um, he was only 18 when this happened. Um. And I was eight. So he, <coughs> he was thoroughly either. <coughs> that's okay. I can't, from reading, I can't, I can't decipher of whether or not he truly believed this mm. or whether or not he was just kind of putting on this persona. Like a psychopath. Yeah. Um, but he told people or he, that he was a 500 year old vampire named Visago. Uh-huh. So he wait. Does he have long hair? I'll long blonde hair. Long black hair. Oh, yeah. Um, he looks like so in the pictures. He lo- he looks like just like your goth kid. Got your nineties goth kid. Yeah. And now he just looks like he looks like the dude who has like who says like I'm not giving away my AK forty seven. That's what he looks like now. They take our guns. They can't take my guns. Um, you keep your advice. I'll keep my guns. What's his name? Something Farrell? Rod Farrell. Rod. Mm-hmm. But he, he, um. Oh, Farrell. Like Will Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ooh, those eyebrows. Yeah, it's rough. So he and his friends played this game called, um, it was a video game. Or no, I'm so sorry. It was a role-playing game. So it was kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons situation. Yeah. And the game was called Vampire the Masquerade. And after they started doing that, then he kind of became obsessed with this persona that he created for himself. Right. Um, and like I said, he called himself Visago. That so, reminds me of Misago, which makes me really want sushi. sushi. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so We were both talking about how broke we were, and I'm like, I think I'm going to order food. And I have some sushi um let's get something inexpensive so 70 dollars worth of sushi Mm. so he became obsessed with this he started kind of forming this group of kids and they just became really obsessed with this persona of being a vampire in this game so on november 25th 1996 the week of thanksgiving naomi ruth queen and richard wendorf were found by their daughter jennifer wendorf beaten to death in their home holy shit yeah um, 49-year-old Richard was asleep on the couch, and Ruth was in the shower when this happened. Whoa. So, this was basically, um, I'm trying to keep this short with giving enough details, because last time it was, like, seven hours that I talked about my exorcism. Um, but the long and the short of it is they formed this cult, they started getting really serious, they kept role-playing, and they really wanted to, they really wanted to be... Yeah. Vampires. Like, they really, and they, in their heads, they were like, vampires kill people. Like, this Mm -hmm. is what vampires do. And so, as things do, they escalate. Just like... I literally just watched a special on this on Oxygen. On this guy? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, but that's how... Because I know because of this picture. Yeah, that's a It's like of him hanging upside down. He, he and this group of people, the vampire clan, they really, and, and... To be fair, when I was in eighth grade, there was a group of myself included, the, my boyfriend at the time. They liked to tell people they were vampires because they listened to him and like went to Hot Topic, but they Ew, weren't vampires. Really? They would just like jump around and do like parkour in the park. We were like thirteen, so they didn't do anything bad or like kill animals or anything. But they were like, we're vampires. We wear eyeliner. It's like, dude, <laughs> no, you know what I mean. You're emo, but th- you're emo, and so. These people obviously took it a step further. Kind of like the kids, the little girls who killed that, or who stabbed that little girl for Slender Man. Like, you just get, some kids get so 
Well, they mistake it for real life. Right. Well, it becomes their it, reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 49-year-old, he was asleep on the couch, versus a shark. Um, Rod, and he had an accomplice, so one of his um, vampire clans, his name was Howard Scott Anderson, had entered the home through their unlocked garage. Unlocked. Lock your door because but apparently in fucking va- rural Kentucky. Yeah, well, vampires think it's an invitation. Apparently, so they grabbed um, the crowbar, a crowbar, out of uh, out of the garage on their way in the house because they didn't they didn't have a plan mm. necessarily. So um, Richard Wendorf, who was sleeping, he they they knocked they beat the shit out of him while he was sleeping and then killed him. So they fractured his skull and his ribs and um, he died almost instantly after they started beating him. Ruth Wendorf got out of the shower, saw that Farrell and Anderson were in her home and she freaked out, but then Farrell just went after her with the fucking crowbar. So he bludgeoned her to get to death, bashing her skull in with the crowbar. He later and and I'll read some quotes from this, but when he was confessing to the murders, he said that in his original plan, which before he claimed several, he didn't have a plan and this wasn't premeditated, but then he said in his original plan, so he contradicted himself a lot. Mm -hmm. In his original plan, he was going to allow the mother to live, but she attacked him by lunging at him. And he says that she threw a cup of very hot coffee on him, which angered him and made him change his mind and kill her also. Hmm. Okay? Really? And so I'm going to read you a quote, and this is a huge fucking trigger warning because it is really hard to listen to. But this is a quote um, that he said in his interview, which uh, this is why he killed her. And I quote, By that time, you know, it was pretty obvious. I had blood on me and a crowbar in my hand, and I was fixing to say, yeah, I want to have coffee with you, you son of a bitching smartass. But anyway, then that's when she lunged at me, because I was actually going to let her live. But after she lunged at me, I took the bottom of the crowbar and kept stabbing it through her skull. And whenever she fell down, I just continuously beat her until I saw her brains falling on the floor, because that shit pissed me off. Her throwing coffee at him. So, and this was his girlfriend's mom. This was yeah, his girlfriend's so, parents. So here's where we're getting it. So Richard. So when they found Richard's body, he had burn marks in the shape of a V on him, mm-hmm. and that V was uh, Feral. Yeah, it was a V for vampire. For it was Feral's symbol, and he had um, everyone in his cult had this burned on them with a dot. And he had a dot around his V. He had a dot for each person in his cult, if that makes sense. Ugh. I th- I think that I there's no pictures of it. So, but I, I think I'm I'm understanding that the right mm-hmm. way. So the victims, and here's where it is, were the parents of Heather Wendorf. Mm-hmm. So there was Jennifer Wendorf, another daughter who found them, and then there was the daughter Heather Wendorf, and she was a longtime friend. They they don't say girlfriend, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, a longtime friend of Rod, whom he was helping to run away from home because she described it as hell. They were picking her up in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So Heather and the other girls that were with Farrell and Anderson were not at the Wendor home at the time of the murders. So it was just Anderson and Farrell that went and did this. 
a girl named Charity and her friend Dana had driven Heather to her boyfriend's apartment so Heather could say goodbye before leaving for... Okay, doesn't really matter. Everyone knew this was happening. Mm-hmm. That's all that you need to know. Everyone in this cult knew it was happening, and including Heather. It was getting rid of the parents. It was getting rid of the parents. Um, so, and they were planning their getaway after this. Um, after four days of driving through four states... The group was finally found in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Because they were trying to make it to New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, it is believed... I only know this because I literally just watched... I watch it. ...a special on um, Oxygen. They have a new series called Killer Cults. Oh, okay. And this is the first episode. Oh, okay, yeah. I, yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's why I was like, wait a minute. I know this. I know this. Um, so... The, do you want to know the reason that they were heading for yeah, New Orleans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Farrell really liked an arcade that was there. Are you kidding me? No. Oh. Nope. Um, but as they were trying to get away, their car broke down. Ooh. Um. So when the cult came up with the idea to steal her parents' car. Well, that's stupid. After they killed her. Or killed them. her parents. Yeah. Them, um, Heather struck up a deal with Rod and she goes, okay, I'll go back into the house where my dead fucking parents are and I will get their keys, but only if you turn me into a vampire. What? Yeah. This and is not some Bella yep. Edward situation, yep. friends. Yep. No. So they called it. Crossing her over. Crossing over with John Edwards. That, that was? Yes, yes. Um, Didn't we have a uh, whole episode about that? Yeah, we did. We sure did. It was bad. It was a bad episode. Sorry, y'all. I love all of our episodes, but some of my... Some, some of them are bad. Some of them are bad. Some of, you guys are dedicated. So... <laughs> Who's ever stuck with us long enough? Yeah, for real. So, the act involved her drinking his blood, and they were to seal... The blood packed in a graveyard. So they did it. They went and did this. So they take the car. They go. They're driving through states. Um, at, at one point, Charity, one of the girls, she calls her grandma. Hmm. I, we need money. Right? They can't stay anywhere. They can't go anywhere unless they get money. The grandmother goes, a fucking no. Mm-hmm. Tells the mother, who goes, a fuck you. <laughs> and then calls the police. Yeah. So they set up kind of a sting operation, and they said, okay, Beesh, go to this hotel. <laughs> we'll pay for you to stay there, and you're all good. No yeah. problemo. So they get to the hotel, and they're, the police are waiting there. Right. Um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. Um, all in in the meantime, so now we're getting into, they get caught, let's see what happens in the aftermath. Heather, whose parents were murdered, claims she had no idea her parents were dead. <clears throat> she had no idea they were dead. They were just roughed up. Psycho hose beast is what she is. Yep. So, um, after they were arrested, they were arrested on November 28th, the case went like what we would call today viral. Mm-hmm. It became... 
the media's sensation. Like, oh my god, yeah. the media was just Fox News was probably like fuck them. Yes. Cults, 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 cults. They're just jizzing. Fuck slayers. Seriously. They're like, you see, Marilyn Manson, you did this. So didn't isn't that the one that had the ribs removed? I still hear that. All the time. Um, so Rod Farrell, he told the press that a rival this is not a joke. His first story was that a rival vampire gang <laughs> framed their vampire gang for the killings. I picture them doing the... <laughs> when you're a jet... What's... When you're a jet, you're a jet. From your first cigarette to your last. <laughs> it's like getting for ready for a rumble. Hey... Vampire style, except they're like... <laughs> except they're dancing like those goth kids in that... Except I can only see... I can only hear to the Mariah Carey music. Yes. Yes! Yes! We're posting that. It's so good. I don't want to laugh Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's so bad. So perfect. Um, so... A video was found of Rod weeping and laughing about the murders while in Louisiana. Weeping and, and laughing? laughing? Yeah. Um, so we'll say he's a little unstable. Yeah, and there's, like, pictures of him, like, when they're, like, in Louisiana before they, like, got to the hotel of him in, like, a big cat in the hat hat. Yes. And, like... I saw it with the tiny glasses yeah, that are so back he, in style Yeah, so he's just now. living his life yeah. before he gets caught. So the police... Um, they also found a letter from Heather that she had left for her parents on the night she ran away mm. to go be with Rod. A.K.A. the night that they were murdered. I think it might have been before, oh, the night okay. before. But yeah, either way. And she's, that read, I love you so much. So she wrote them a letter. She claimed she just ran away, didn't know, whatever, whatever. So the case became so highly publicized that they had to, like, it took them a really long time to select a jury. Mm, sure. That would be... Unbiased. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what had happened was, shit got real, and they're teenagers, and they started to talk. Yeah. You know? They're not gonna hold a secret. No! Their loyalty only runs so deep when you're a teen. Exactly. So, long story short, they... Pinned it on Rod and Anderson. Mm -hmm. And um, Anderson, his partner in the dance of death. Ugh, is that what it says? It sure is. That's why I'm trying not to quote this, this article. <laughs> is um, that the one from Oxygen? Uh, no. 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 So um, Anderson told his mommy what had happened. Oh, God. Come on, criminals. Um... He said he told everything. He was like, Rod did it. He went crazy. He tried to stop Rod. He had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, even Heather was basically like, it Rod, was Rod. Rod, 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 Rod. Yeah. Um, she proclaimed her innocence, ignorant of the murders, right off the bat. Um, she wrote letters to her sister, blamed Rod, everything, you know, the, and, and uh, the jury found her blameless. Nothing. Just completely Just innocent. completely blameless. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Completely blameless, blameless in all of this. 
Obviously, the police very quickly ruled out the rival gang theory. Um, but the... And then... <laughs> Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. I'm singing Find me a pine. Catch me a vampire. <laughs> Uh, the attorneys were like, no, Rod's insane. He has blackout spells. He's a vampire. He doesn't know what he's, he's doing. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. So they said that he had these blackout spells that could last for hours where he didn't know what he was doing. Oh, so dissociated. Yeah, suck my ass. So, um. <laughs> you would make such a great psychologist. <laughs> Bullshit. Suck my ass. I'd be on the jury. I'd be like, uh, your honor, with Come all due on. respect. Suck my ass. <laughs> so, yeah, his attorneys were doing everything they could. He was drunk, he was high, you know, whatever, whatever. But that is not, that's no longer like a valid excuse. No, it's not. So then they started saying, well, he had personality disorders and he had, he was like, he had pre schizophrenia and he had Asperger. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Yeah. How about especially that? on that one. How about that? Again, I would make a great attorney for the. I'd be like, hey, hey, shut the fuck why up. Why don't you shut the fuck up? Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's all what they're secretly saying, but they have yeah, to say it in but they a say select it language in lawyer. Yeah. So basically, the evidence just became too overwhelming. They found his boot print in the blood. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. And they had um, all of his friends' testimony. Yeah. Yep. And then he. So, like I said before, he. And then he finally, so after that, he finally confessed. And he said all those things about Ruth and those awful things. And this is my favorite line of this article. At that point, Rod Farrell realized that his chances of walking out of that courtroom a free man was about as high as a snowball's chance in hell. (laughs) (laughs) The way your face just went at that end. That was a 1930s reporter right there. That was a snowball's chance Chance in in hell. hell. Uh, it was like Minnesota. In case y'all Chicago. didn't know, we're really far deep in Chicago. It was like transatlantic meets Minnesota, Chicago. So um, anyway, um, so then he confesses. He says no one was an accomplice. He was the only one who did it. Anderson was there, but had nothing to do with it, and kind of corroborated his story mm-hmm. that he like didn't, didn't have anything have it, to do with right. it. So here's what's fucked up. So at 17, he was sentenced to death, making him the youngest inmate on death row. Whoa. Um, I didn't think that was allowed. So it, it was then, I guess. Um, they were in Florida also. Hey. Yeah. Um, a record that he would hold until 2000, but in 2000, his sentence was... Reduced? Commuted, it says. Oh, Okay. Um, to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Which just means changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and here's, so, um, upon this plea. <laughs> she his, just got really excited. Uh, his mom yelled in the courtroom, we live forever. No! Yes! Like a vampire! Like a fucking vampire. Hey, pew, pew, pew. Ew, mom! I know. I would have been so embarrassed. Yeah. Wait, dude. watch. She, like, so her son's in prison for four years, mm-hmm. and all the while she's, like, getting deeper into the vampire Apparently. Or what the maybe fuck? not. Maybe, maybe not. So. Can't imagine she was a very present parent, considering. Considering you're, yes. So, um, yeah, but the, the judge, the jury, 
showed mercy on the other kids, but the judge didn't. And the judge was like, fuck you, Howard Anderson. Fuck you. You're not cool. And he put him in two consecutive life terms without parole. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and then the other two, um, the other two girls admitted that they, knowing they knew yeah. that they knew what was going on. So he gave Dana Cooper 17 and a half years and Charity Kesey 10 and a half years. So they're out. So they're out. And the daughter's been out. And then Anderson got his sentence reduced just re- very recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think. it's. I think he's 2027 yeah. or something. Um, so Heather, after all of this happened, she changed her name and started over. Which, fuck you, dude. Sorry. Yeah. Not sorry, actually. No. Fuck you. You this know was who your should fault. do that? It's Casey Anthony. She probably should. She's out there doing it. She said she'll do Hustler. Doesn't that make you want to die? It makes me want to die. I, I literally don't have words. <laughs> I do not have words. I just can't. Change your name! She, Go away! Mary Bell changed her name. Fuck you! Fuck you, Casey Anthony. Fuck Go you. rot, rot in, in hell. hell. Oh, rot in a jail cell and then hell. Fuck you. Um, this is a heated episode. Ugh. Um, so it just d- comes to, to Casey Anthony. I just cannot fucking I know, even. I know. I don't even say that, but I cannot fucking even. I cannot even. So <laughs> Dana Cooper later came out and said that Heather had no idea of Rod's plan. Fucking liars. Liar. Anyway, um, Dana mirrored the accounts, whatever, whatever. What the fuck ever. So, yeah. Damn. That's about it. There's, like, some other stuff on, like... <clears throat> There's some good, crazy, yeah. like, stuff that goes on, though, when you get it in your mind that something is real, and you're a teenager, and there's a group of five of you. Yeah. I remember in high school, um, a group of us used to go into these abandoned houses on this one street in unincorporated Naperville, and... Oh, yeah. Absolutely trespassing. Yeah. But, like... What if there had been someone in there? You know, like, yeah, like absolutely. We could have easily found ourselves in a situation that required, like, yeah, oh, the police mm-hmm. or something. But we would do, and it was so fun and it was so invigorating, right? And, and like, you do stuff like that, yeah, and yeah, and you fit twelve people into one Honda Civic, <laughs> yeah, Chevy Cobalt, bless, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. I'm going to just really briefly talk about the two things that I've watched since Game of Thrones. One, I could do an entire episode on this, which is why I'm not going to. (laughs) I'm just going to say I have a new favorite movie. It's a bold statement. What was your first? Uh... Oh, you want to do the other one? So the other one? No, no, no. What was your original favorite movie? I have like a million. I have a. I have my. I think we it talked about this in an episode. I've got yeah. You've yeah. got to categorize it. I've got probably like is a it, top fifty. Is it more than Scream? No. Okay. No. It's it, this. This has definitely come into my top ten favorite movies. Okay. Which is a lot because that's up there with All Titanic. Right. Um, Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, duh. 
Anna and the Apocalypse. It was made for me. Mm-hmm. I like to think that. Literally Christmas? Yep. Musical? Yep. Zombies? Yep. Three of Those my favorite three things. three favorite things. These are the three of my favorite things. Um, I have had the soundtrack on repeat in not only my Spotify, my car, but also my brain, always. Um, <laughs> it is so good. I scream to it. I've acted out the monologues, which means you know I love it. That's all I will say. Anna and the Apocalypse, go watch it. I am obsessed. And I will say it's probably not for everyone. It's a straight-up musical with, mm-hmm. like, Brought like, and it was it was two like young indie directors and writers' dreams. It was their dreams to do this movie. They wanted like a real musical, not like, you know, kind of like fakey. This is like uh, this, this is, is like, like a rent. This is like some rent Hamilton shit. Yeah, hell yeah, it's fabulous. Which I can appreciate. It's just when I watched it, I was in like a darker mood. You gotta, and I had to yes. watch something scarier. And I will go back to it because now I have your prime login, and I bought it. So, yeah. the other thing that I watched was Hidden, uh, I'm sorry, um, Taken in Plain Sight. Oh, with um, that child who gets yes. abducted in plain sight. It is so upsetting. Oh my God. Did you watch it? Yes. It is so upsetting and so unbelievably triggering for anybody who's had And that's just child one abuse. of those things that's like, where were your parents? Jerking him off too. Where were your parents? Both of them were jerking this dude off. So... That's really good. It's got some... Abducted in plain sight. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, It was good, but very upsetting. That's Netflix original. Netflix original. Very upsetting. But good. So, um, what I've been watching uh, just last night, the first episode of The Case Against Adnan Syed aired. Okay. Um... And I'm, I don't know about you, but I am a human being, so I listen to Serial. Yeah, Season same. one. Yep. Um, uh, so what's I was, her name? Amanda Koenig? Heyman Lee. Amanda Koenig, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Robbie Chowdhury's in it. Okay. Because she's his cousin. Yeah. Um, they talk to Ednan. They have Heyman's um, diary. Uh, it's actually really well done. It's a... I I believe it's four parts, might be six, I don't know. Uh, But the first episode was last night, and it was awesome. Hmm. Um, I also want to, instead of shows, I have read two really scary books lately. Ooh, okay. So, um, the first one I posted about on Instagram is called The Grown Up, and it's by... um, Gillian Flynn, who did Gone Girl, okay, and Sharp Objects, but it's a short story. Like it only takes oh, you like an hour to read. Fun, and it's all about like mysticism, okay, and, like the nineteen hundreds mysticism. Ooh. Except it's like a, a modern woman's take on it. Okay, and it is fucking great. Oh, okay, so I'm into good. It. You know, I like a short read. Oh yeah, I almost brought it here, um, because yeah. Uh, and then the second one that I keep listening to over and over again um, is by Allie Land, and it's called Good Me, Bad Me, mm-hmm. and it's about this young girl whose mother was a serial killer of children. Oh! It's not a true story. It's okay. fiction, but, like, um, and it's her in the aftermath of turning her own mother in for, oh, for killing damn. nine children. Like, and she had to, like, watch and help. 
and like she was abused herself. Like it was, it's super fucked up, but super scary. Okay. I like scary books. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, and she's also kind of grappling like, well, am I a, a psychopath kind mm-hmm. of? Because I kind of do crazy things. Like because yeah. she has immunity because she turned her mother in and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, but. Yeah, so that's those are my two book that's recommendations. So yeah, read them; they are awesome. And uh, the good me, bad me, I half read, half listened to on mm-hmm. Audible, and I really love the narrator on Audible. When is Audible going to sponsor us? <clears throat> what do you mean? Never. No, they never will. I'm sad. Audible sponsor us. I love you. I just landed a sponsorship deal with them for my other job, my real job. Bitch. <laughs> um. All right. Well. That's all we have. Don't kill your girlfriend's parents. And say it was for the vine. What? <laughs> Bad. 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 Uh, <laughs> no, cut it. And say it was because you have Asperger's. Because oh, that's oh, not an excuse. No. Uh, anyway... Um, we are still taking story submissions. We got a couple. So we, we got can, a couple in. We could do a listener I'm waiting next time. For, yeah, I'm waiting for like five more. Mm-hmm. If you are part of the five more stories that we get in, we'll send you something. Yeah. Just because. Just because. I mean, I'm going to make some t-shirts actually in the next couple weekends. Yeah, so uh, ghoulgangpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at ghoulgangpodcast on Instagram. Follow Ellie at Give Them Hell with an E, and follow me at Grace's Gold. I just started a Depop shop, so if you want to wear some clothes that I had on my body, buy her shit. Buy it. All right, creeper real. Bye. Bye. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. You're a jet, let them do what they can. You've got brothers around, you're a family man. You're never alone, you're never disconnected. Can you imagine him? Company's expected. You're welcome. With the t-shirt sleeves. Yeah, yeah. But he's hanging.